the keys for the Gophers to run away with a win. We're talking all about the Gophers and their first upcoming matchup against New Mexico State today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Hey, you are no Locked On happens, Golden Gophers. No what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the show, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. That's right, Monday through Friday, Gophers, Gophers, Gophers. Now, we're talking a lot of football because it's football season right now, and it's starting this week with week one, but we'll also talk men's and women's basketball. We'll talk men's and women's hockey, and we're going to keep you posted on the latest and greatest with the Golden Gophers sports each and every day of the week. So be sure to subscribe on YouTube and join the community that we are building Also, follow the podcast wherever you get them at Locked On Golden Gophers. Be sure to leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast and join in on the rowing, on the fun. And this is a show where we always continue to row. Now, we're going to jump right in and talk about New Mexico State versus the Gophers this week from the Gophers perspective. Yesterday we talked about New Mexico State and their tendencies and the players to be on the lookout for and the new coaches. Today we're talking Gophers with a matchup breakdown. And so let's jump right in. We'll start with key matchups today, then we'll move on to three focus points for the win, and then we'll talk about players we need to step up most for this matchup. So kicking it off with key matchups, the Gophers are heavy favorites versus New Mexico State who was rated as one of the worst teams in the FBS when it came to ratings once they first originally dropped. Them, UMass, and UConn were all fairly low on the list of schools that would struggle and be not so good in the FBS. Now, the spread for this game is 36.5 points, which means if you pick the Gophers to win, they not only have to win when you're picking when you're betting against the spread, if you pick the Gophers, they not only have to win, but they have to win by 37 points or more. Uh, Otherwise, if you pick New Mexico State, as long as they get within those 36 points, then technically you still win money on that bet. Now, this is the third largest spread in all of week one behind number one Bama versus uh, University of Utah State. And then the other game that is ahead of the Gophers as far as largest spread is Texas versus UL Monroe. Those are the only two games in all of week one that are a bigger spread, a bigger point gap than the Gophers versus New Mexico State. So Vegas is expecting this one to be a huge discrepancy. Now, the total scoreline has moved to 52.5 points combined between the two teams. Previously, it was 55.5. That's what it opened up as. And I told you, when we talked bet online throughout the weeks, throughout the month, I told you 55.5 smash that under because the Gophers have been above 55.5 two out of the 11 games in the past year. And I don't see 
New Mexico State scoring more than 14 points likely. So that, but previously that meant that 40 points from the Gophers plus 14 from New Mexico State, you still wouldn't have that 55 and a half line. Now you'd use that same method, that same approach, that same thought process, and all of a sudden you're over there. So this number is a lot more realistic. It's harder to choose. So should have cashed in earlier, but that tells you the big discrepancy between these two teams. Now the key matchups that will be most important for the Gophers is Gavin Frakes versus our secondary. That'll be the first matchup we talk about. The secondary may be the strongest unit on a highly touted defense, or highly rated, not touted, because we don't get enough love on this defense, and we all know that to be true. But a highly rated defense, this might be the strongest part of the entire defense. High praise for four cornerbacks in Justin Wally, Terrell Smith, Ryan Stepp, and Flip Dixon. And then you've got rock solid, top notch, safeties in Jordan Howden and Tyler Newbin as well. This secondary is going to be a pain in a pestering group for most teams in the country, but especially a team rated so lowly, especially a new team still coming together, having tons of transfer players, having multiple new coaches. This team is going to give New Mexico State some troubles. Now, New Mexico State will likely be down early, as we've seen in the spread, as we've seen, they're probably going to be down by a lot at some point, which means that they're going to be, it's going to quickly turn to resulting in needing to pass the ball more, which puts more pressure on Frakes, who is a freshman. Now, Frakes was much better than Pavia, who started the game, first game for New Mexico State initially and threw three interceptions and had a fumble. So when the true freshman came in, he did still have one interception, but he had a 69% completion rate with 143 pass yards and a touchdown, much better than his counterpart who initially started the game. So we anticipate that Frakes will be the guy who starts in this game. Now, the Gophers defense is much better than Nevada Reno, who I continuously called Las Vegas Reno yesterday. I apologize, my mind was flying. And I hope you got what I meant, but Nevada Reno is the team they played. And even on Nevada Reno's best day, this Gophers defense is still much, much better. So I anticipate we're going to give him a lot more troubles than what he saw against Reno. I expect Frakes to be... Him being green in college football, him being new to the the landscape of Division I FBS football, that's going to be something that Coach Rossi will aim to capitalize on, giving him different, difficult situations, difficult looks uh, to analyze quickly for someone who hasn't really had much experience doing that. And I'm looking for at least two interceptions by the Gophers secondary in this matchup. Now, regardless of how much pressure and how much pass rush we get on New Mexico State, I do believe that this secondary will give Frakes fits and they will make him throw a lot of highly contested passes. They will be all over these receivers. They will be giving very small, short windows. So that is the first key matchup, Gavin Frakes versus our secondary. Now, the second key matchup is Mo Ibrahim and Trey Potts versus the New Mexico State D-line. 
This is for multiple reasons, folks. It's because first, we're getting these guys reps, getting them comfortable with live situations again, and that is a huge thing for the success of this team moving forward. But also because P.J. Fleck will likely not want to use a whole lot of our playbook and expose a lot to film for our opponents in the future, so he'll probably run a lot of the same looks and plays like we've seen in years past with the early non-conference games that should be easy wins. Now, we'd have the depth also to get these guys even deeper on the depth chart as far as getting guys like Bryce Williams, like maybe even Zach Zach Evans getting a couple touches depending on what they're looking at with his red shirt year. If they're not worried about it, if they're like, you know, he's the future, we want to get him looks live, this would be a game to do that in. So overall, Coach Flex is going to want to keep the clock running and really just control the clock and wind it down for this game. So expect Mo and Trey to see a lot of work throughout this game, though it'll likely be the two of them. It won't be some workhorse system like we have seen in years past. Now, them against the defensive line comes in as our number two matchup, but the third key matchup that I want to discuss is Brevin Spanford versus Chris Ojo. Chris Ojo was the best linebacker on this team in week zero. And he was used in pass coverage often where he graded out above average in the in the PFF grading for coverage. He came out with a 72 grade, which for a linebacker, it's nice. It's nice. You, you would love to see your linebackers in the 70s to 80s ranges when it comes to PFF grading system. So you have a linebacker that is semi-decent in the pass coverage and then you have Brevin Spanford who has been a player that we've continued to highlight that you know Ryan Burns has continued to highlight and more and more media folks are in Minnesota are, are talking about him even some of the PFF graders or the analysts who are putting out these grades have released that Brevin will be a or was a top five, top six graded tight end from last season in 2021. And we know that his ceiling is even higher than what we saw then. So we've seen him get incorporated more and more in fall camp. We've seen him give him praise. We've seen him all off season. And we're excited to see if that incorporation continues in the games, in the season, and seeing more and more of those moments. Now, we will hopefully see more of those flashes come to fruition in this week one matchup and hopefully capitalizing with at least one score. But this matchup will be key because because Ojo played a lot of pass coverage, you'll probably see him on Brevin Spanford a decent amount of times. And I think that'll be a key player-to-player matchup to watch in this game. Next, we're going to discuss the points, the three points to win this game. But first, we need to talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is where you need to go to get all the latest and greatest odds and numbers when it comes to not only gopher sports, but when it comes to sports in general, NCAA, NFL. If you want future odds on the Heisman, if you want future odds on the MVP for the NFL, you name it. Even NBA, the draft, they have all of that for you over at Online. They even have odds for Desmond Howard's wild, wild 
wild take on who will make the college football playoff. Now, the four teams that he picked to make the college football playoff were Baylor, Texas A&M, Michigan, and Pitt. And the odds over on Bet Online are, get this, you have to, he has to get at least one right for you to nail an over. Under means he will get zero right. And you know what? If I had to pick one, it would be the under here. Desmond Howard's take was absolutely wild. The only team that could maybe, just maybe sniff that playoff, I guess you could give Michigan a decent odds, and Texas A&M could, on a very lucky year, beat out Bama, plus beat out Georgia, plus beat out whoever else looks like a competitor in the SEC. So those odds are just those not odds, but that take is just wild, and you can find that takes odds over at Bet Online along with all of your other futures bets, trends and actions for the greatest money lines, props, and odds over at Bet Online where the game starts. Now, thank you again for making Lockdown Golden Gophers your first listen each and every day when it comes to Gophers sports. And let's just jump back in. We're going to talk about the three focus points to win this game for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Now, most weeks, these keys may be a lot more intricate and be a lot more pressure heavy to resulting in a win. This week, in such a highly favored matchup, it will be hard to stress too much in this week one. So these are just the keys to not only win this game, but progress forward in our best to be our best selves in future games coming up. Now, number one is don't overthink it. This is a team that we should not only handily beat, but we should do it relatively easy in in a quick fashion and by a good amount. The spread is as big as it is for a reason. Vegas isn't just putting those numbers out there because they want to lose money. Like the spread is that big for a reason. So hopefully the Gophers should win by a lot and this game shouldn't even be within three scores. You don't want to give up too much on film this week or next week, especially with a major game coming early in week four. So a limited playbook is likely like we discussed, but don't expand it or give unnecessary information just to really beat Coach Kill with the extra added motivation with the tension between the two coaches it feels like but that first point like i said is don't overthink it we want to ensure that we're playing clean on defense and that we're showing the analysts outside of minnesota showing the fans that tend to overlook this defense especially on the d line with the departures that we've had show them that this gophers team is for real and don't overthink it Win by a lot, you know, win comfortably, win like you're supposed to. That's point number one. Now, point number two is get reps for key rotational guys. Not only should we win, but this should be the perfect game to get players reps that may be needed further down the line in this season. Allow players to get game speed, live action reps, so it isn't foreign or high pressured when it is necessary further down later due to injuries, due to matchups, or etc. So players that you want to see get live looks include guys like Beanie Bishop, 
You want to work in all three right tackles. Get them live reps if it's such a close, tight battle. You want to get Devin Eastern and Austin Booker, those young guys that have been in the program for a year, have shown flashes throughout the couple springs, and have been getting twos period looks. We want to get them some live looks to get them comfortable, get them working and improving that they can be dominant and take the next step if called upon. You want to get Darnell Jeffries worked in there. You want to get Lorenzo Sergers worked in there. Guys who are transfers that are still soaking in the playbook, that are still, you know, getting used to the Gophers system and get them in there showing what they can do. But then also true freshmen like Bryson Coleman, like Tariq Watson, those really fresh guys that have shown in camp that they will likely get some looks, some minutes, some opportunity. You want to get them that in this game. And then finally, guys that have been used on the team in special teams, on on the team in situations, but that could be future guys to plug in in the future like Jalen Glaze and Darius Green. Now, not only could some of these players be necessary further down the line, but also some of these guys could be mainstays for years to come in the position. So you want to get them live looks. You want to get them comfortable quickly and see if maybe they can push for a role, a consistent role here this season. Maybe they can show you that you don't have anything to worry about if anybody goes down. So obviously, you only increase those opportunities in a game if it is well in hand. So we need to make sure that that is the case. And that is point number two of getting key rotational guys in there. Now, point number three is get on the board early. This is the final point, and we know Coach Kill prefers to pound the rock. We know that he prefers a running game focus, but the Gophers scoring early and often will get this unit uncomfortable very quickly and force them into getting out of what they're preferring to do and making them pass the ball with a freshman quarterback or if they decide to stick with Pavia with a quarterback who's already proven to turn the ball over consistently. So getting them out of their preferred play style is key. They still have question marks all over that quarterback that quarterback position. I don't care if the freshman did okay against Reno. Our defense is much better than Reno. So getting him caught off guard, getting him forcing himself into mistakes because he isn't able to read the field as quickly as he needs to and throwing more can create more confidence for our team and also bad decisions on his end and keeping this game going our way but also allowing our defense to capitalize on turnovers which is a goal for this defensive unit moving forward now coming up next we're going to talk about the key players for the gophers in this matchup that we want to see signs from we want to see flashes from early in the season and that's what's coming up next All right, friends. All right, folks. All right, Gophers fans. Please be sure to subscribe on YouTube where we are building the community. We've been getting comments more and more about the show, about improvements that you're looking for, about things that you like, and I truly appreciate those. I read each and every one of them, even if I don't comment to them all. So thank you for that, and be sure to subscribe. Now let's talk about the four players in which we need to step up this game that you want to see signs from, you want to see flashes from, you want to see consistency from. 
two on offense and two on defense. The first is Thomas Rush. One thing that many outlets have been worrying about with the Gophers that have been uh, talking about the things that the Gophers they're hesitant or scared about with the Gophers is filling the void from the NFL guys that we lost, like Boye Mafe, like Isezi, who have left on to greener pastures in the NFL. Now, Thomas Rush can have a coming out party, or for us that know about Thomas Rush, a reminder for those who are not in the know. But overall, in this game, getting to the quarterback, giving a ton of pass rush pressure, Getting off the edge quickly, that will not only ease a lot of fans' hesitations with losing Mafe and Isaze, but also the outside world to show that this Gophers defense is going to be absolutely legit once again. Now, these quarterbacks came out clean in Week 0, giving up no sacks at all. Creating pressure will calm a lot of those outside voices, but also put heat that these quarterbacks didn't necessarily see in Week 0 to cause more turnovers, to cause more problems. So Thomas Rush will be a key guy in this matchup. Now the next guy will be Terrell Smith, aka T-Time. We've seen a great camp from T-Time before, but we need it to come to fruition. This camp has been talked about as possibly his best camp throughout his time with the program, but we need it to carry over to the field consistently. And so this will be a great game to build confidence, to match up against guys who are 6'3", 6'4", who are taller than him, but it he can show that it doesn't matter due to this team's physicality, due to this defense's aggression, aggressiveness. Um, so tea time is possibly the best one versus one coverage defensive back on the team, and we will look for him to show it early and often against these large wide receivers, tall wide receivers, I should say. And then the two on offense, I'm gonna able to talk about at once because the two guys on offense that are key players for this matchup are Ariante Erzuri and Chuck Filiaga. Now with four offensive linemen starting players departing from last year, this seems to be another key question mark for both many outside of Minnesota when it comes to analyzing the Gophers but also from the fans. You have a lot of fans that are like, what is our offensive line going to look like? Is it something to worry about? Now, I don't think it is because we've had a lot of young guys that have come up throughout the program like Ursary or that have transferred in like Filiaga. So I am comfortable with this offensive line, but this will help ease those worries for other voices. Now, yes, the right tackle battle may be the battle that people are still looking out for, but in order for the Gophers to reach the utmost best, the top notch for this team and what their caliber is, we will need Ursary, who's deemed to be the most athletic offensive lineman that Coach Fleck has worked with, and we'll need Filiaga, who's transferring in from Michigan to really show that they are solidified on this offensive line. We've seen what John Michael Schmitz can do. We know that he's an All-American type talent. Now, on top of that, we've seen what Axel Rushmeyer has been in this offense. We've seen him step up to the plate and get starts and be consistent and clean. So if you add these two guys into those two that remain and we get we get Filiaga and Ursary in sync with JMS, with Rushmeyer, 
if you get that together, we can build another special offensive line unit that can uh, relatively quickly, even with the right tackle spot up in the air, if they can get together and in sync relatively quickly, then you're going to see a lot of success, not only from the run game, but also from Tanner, who is paired back with Kirk Shiraka and hopefully will see at least a bump up in production, in efficiency, in passing numbers and balance. So you pair all that together and these two on the offensive line setting the tone early in game one will be huge, giving the offense time to develop. That's a key thing under Kirk Shiraka is giving the offense time to develop. Sometimes our passing reads take a minute to develop. Tanner's looking at a lot of different things. So having the stability, having the chemistry and building this offensive line will be very important and they come in as the two guys for the offensive side of ball. Now game one is almost here. We're two days away so be sure to subscribe on the YouTube and follow wherever you get your podcasts. We will be doing breakdowns like this each and every week so as we get to Big Ten play it's going to be crazy and we're going to have other analysts from other teams come on and talk about their teams like When we did New Mexico State yesterday, I'll have other analysts come on and talk about their key players. So you're really getting the best content from the other team as well. Now Thursday, we've got a guest coming on to do some predictions, to talk about the first official game uh, that will be happening later that night. So Thursday will be a fun show. Tomorrow, we're going to give a brief injury update and then we'll answer some mailbag questions. And then Friday, we will be doing our recap of the game, talking about what stood out in a good way, what could be approved upon. Um, But that will typically happen on Mondays after our Saturday games, but everything's a little bit different on this shorter week. So thank you for listening to the show. And we will always continue to grow here at Locked On Golden Gophers. I'll see you tomorrow. This is Kane Rob signing off. Have a good one. I will see you tomorrow and I appreciate you. Row the boat, sky you move, go boats.